high school students groan at reading the plays of Shakespeare or a Dickens novel, but shorter stories often hold their interest, especially the suspenseful stories of Edgar Allan Poe. Most ELA teachers feel like they don't have enough time to get everything done that they need to get done. That's why everything we do here at the Teaching ELA podcast is designed to help you leave on time today and still have a great lesson tomorrow. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms. Whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy, I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. In today's episode of the Teaching ELA podcast, I discuss several short stories by perhaps the most popular American short story writer ever, and certainly one that resonates with young scholars. Let's talk about the short stories of Edgar Allan Poe. Today, we're going to discuss classics such as The Cask of Amontillado, The Black Cat, The Telltale Heart, The Fall of the House of Usher, The Pit and the Pendulum, The Mask of the Red Death, and whatever else comes to mind. As always, I've got an emergency lesson plan. You can get on the board right now. Class is about to start and you need something right now. So here's the one thing you can put on the board right now. So when the students come in, you'll be ready to roll. All lesson plans we discuss in this podcast can be found at ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. All right, two-minute lesson plan. You're in a hurry. you got to get it done. Although suspense seems like an obvious choice and perhaps the easiest choice, I'm going to save that one for the one thing segment later in the show. For our two-minute lesson plan, we're going to go with making sense of difficult sentences. This might actually take two and a half minutes, so you got to go fast. One of the overlooked aspects of Poe's short stories is the complexity of the language, especially in the opening paragraphs. So here's a way to overcome that challenge and get your students interacting with literature right away. So step one, grab a copy of your Edgar Allan Poe story and open it to the first paragraph. That makes sense. First paragraph, right? I don't care what story you choose. You know your class. I don't. Chances are the first paragraph is full of complex sentences with difficult vocabulary. I'm going to prove this to you in a few minutes. I want you to copy three three or four of those sentences on the board. Wherever many you have time for. You only have like two and a half minutes. Okay. So write uh, as many sentences as you can get on the board before your class comes in. Put them on right now. Three to four is more than enough. You may want to leave a little space, but it doesn't matter because your students are going to copy those sentences too. Or you can just put this in a handout. All right, above those sentences, right above it, the title of the story and the lesson's objective. Use context clues to determine the meaning of words and phrases. There's got to be a better objective than that here. Because we're doing more than just using context clues. All right, use context clues to determine the meaning of words and phrases. That's good. But you might want to throw in some uh, some stuff about analyzing complex sentences. Or, you know what? Just put use context clues to determine the meaning of words and phrases. Read the, parag- read the first paragraph of the story. So when they get in, read the first paragraph of the story together. Instruct students to translate the sentences. So you've written the sentences on the board. They've written them. They've written it down on their paper. So we're already getting them used to the language. Then you're reading the first paragraph together. Now you're saying translate the sentences. They can do it. Again, this could be done individually as teams. Divide them up however you want to do it. Once they have their translations, discuss the translations and begin reading again. This is a great way to introduce a Poe story because it helps students get accustomed to Poe's style. In addition, the first paragraph of a lot of Poe's stories sets forth his philosophy, which gives insight to the story's theme and, in many cases, the unreliability of the narrator. So there you go, an entire 53-minute or more lesson plans that take you anywhere between two to four minutes to prepare. And since you're a national licensed teacher with a degree and everything, 
feel free to modify it for your class, right? For those of you who are skeptical about Poe's short story openings and who and who have uh, more than a couple minutes, I'm going to share with you some opening lines from several Poe stories that are often taught in the secondary school setting. That was my administrator voice. The Black Cat. Let's read a few sentences here. For the most wild yet most homely narrative which I'm about to pen, I neither expect nor solicit belief. Mad indeed would I be to expect it, in a case where my very senses reject their own evidence. Yet mad am I not, and very surely do I not dream. Those are the first three sentences of the black cat. Students are going to be like, what? Basically saying, I got a crazy story I'm about to tell you. I, I, you're not going to believe me. I don't expect you to. Uh, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm not. Oh, by the way, I can hear voices in hell. That's what I don't, I can't hear them. That's what the narrator says in the black cat. Or is that the telltale heart he says that? Speaking of the telltale heart, true, nervous, very, very dreadfully nervous I have been and am. But why will you say that I am mad? The disease had sharpened my senses, not destroyed, not dulled them. Above all was the sense of hearing acute. I heard all things in the heaven and in the earth. I heard many things in hell. How then am I mad? All right, I got that black cat and the tell the heart mixed up because the stories are about the same. Anyhow, very difficult opening. Once again, he said, yeah, I'm a little nervous. I'm not crazy, though. I have a disease, but it, it made my senses better, not destroyed them. <laughs> I, mean, I could hear everything, including voices in hell. I'm not crazy. Casca Amontillado. The thousand injuries of Fortunato I had borne as I best could, but when he ventured upon insult, I vowed revenge. You who so well know the nature of my soul will not suppose, however, that gave utterance to a threat. At length, I would be avenged. This was a point def definitely settled, but the very definitiveness with which it was resolved precluded the idea of risk. I must not only punish, but punish with impunity. Again, this is a very difficult passage for, for a lot of students which is why we go over it, but it sets forth the tone of the entire story. He's saying, Fortunato injured me, insulted me, I vowed revenge. You know me, though. You know, I, I didn't didn't vocalize this threat. I was going to be avenged, but in order to get revenge, you got to not get caught and uh, punished and all that. Poe's narrator, Montresor, sets forth his qualifications for revenge in the opening in a way that students probably wouldn't understand if you just glaze by it. So that's why I like to begin Poe's short stories and a lot of his units with making sense of difficult sentences. You had that lesson plan already, a little background there, you're welcome. All right, let's talk about some of Poe's stories. Halloween is coming up uh, at the uh, publishing of this podcast episode. However, you can teach these stories whenever. I would, I would uh, back in the day, I taught a Poe unit at the end of school because I knew kids would like it. And we have the Cask of Amontillado. It's my favorite Montresor lures Fortunato into the catacombs, chains him to a wall, and walls him in. If you're going to teach this one, you're not going to want to overlook the verbal irony. I mean, Montresor's lines are just dripping with delicious verbal irony. His insults, I mean, keep in mind that Montresor is telling the story about a dead man that he killed. Spoiler alert, sorry. And uh, he's making his enemy look as bad as possible, who can't defend himself. So here you have an element of you know, the revenge part, the madness of the narrator. And can we really believe this narrator? Although he does strike me as the type that would wall up somebody. Telltale heart, crazy narrator murders an old man, gets away with it, goes crazy and confesses. Got symbolism working here. You got the man's eye. You got the beating of his heart. You got the narrator's increased perception. You got the watch, whatever they call it, the watch beetles, something like that in the wall. The pit and the pendulum. Sentenced to torture and death by the Inquisition, the narrator unfolds numerous horrors. This this story has some amazing imagery, rats on lips, blinding lights, swoosh of the pendulum, little imagery analysis might work. And there is a really creepy, uh, actually a lot of these 
have uh, movies. The, the Pendulum has a really creepy movie. Like you'll watch it and then want to shower afterwards because it's really creepy. Uh, the Telltale Heart has a uh, the Telltale Heart and uh, the Black Cat have a, a black and white movie on YouTube. And also Cask of Amontillado. It has like some of those animation ones. It hasn't really been a good Cask of Amontillado. There was like a comic strip one I uh, I showed my class like seriously like 15 or 16 years ago. It was amazing. Descent into the Maelstrom. Three fishermen try to avoid being sucked into a maelstrom. A maelstrom is a like a whirlpool type thing. This is kind of a romanticism meets naturalism kind of story. We got uh, Poe's man versus nature. It's just, you know, it's got the suspense like all his other short stories. It involves elements of an indifferent nature, which, of course, we know is naturalism. The murders in the Rue Morgue. Freaking Poe invents detective stories here. <laughs> like, dude's got some serious cred, right? I just said, dude's got some serious cred. What am I, like 25? <laughs> we got, uh, you know, maybe a review of inductive and deductive reasoning along with logical fallacies. Might be a good idea. But uh, Poe invented the detective story with murders in the Rue Morgue. I'm not going to tell you who did the murder. The Oval Portrait, classic Poe. Narrator puts all his time and energy into painting a portrait of his wife. As you probably guessed by now, something strange happens. There's a ton more. I'm not going to go over it. Did we even go over We did go over the black cat. I don't know if I even... Did I go over the black cat? I'm going to go over it now. So it's, this is similar to the Telltale Heart. Pretty much a demonic cat, alcoholic narrator, nagging wife. Disaster is going to happen. You know it. All right. That sound can only mean one thing. It means it's time for the one thing. All right. As you've heard so far, there are a ton of literary elements you can teach when teaching the short stories of Edgar Allan Poe. But the one thing you have to teach is suspense. So good objective here. Students can cite textual evidence to analyze suspense. Once students understand how suspense is created, they better understand conflict, author's purpose, and other elements of plot. Once they understand how suspense is created, they better understand the narrator, the character, his point of view, his lack of reliability. And of course, all this citing of textual evidence to support analysis leads to understanding the story's theme. So let's discuss three ways writers create suspense. You're going to want to do this with your class. Three ways. There's a handout available for this in the show notes. First method, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing alert. Poe's stories are full of foreshadowing. Most stories are full of foreshadowing. Hints at what's going to happen. Method number one. Method number two, pacing. We're told something and we're forced to wait. The telltale heart is a great, there's a great example of a telltale heart when the narrator keeps sticking his head into the old man's room and he just waits there. He's going to smother him with a pillow, but he just waits in his room completely still in the darkness as the clock ticks, pacing. And the third is dangerous action also is a way to create suspense. That's what you're going to teach. You're going to have students identify, or maybe you can identify for them, identify examples of Poe using one of these methods to create suspense and then discussing it as we always do. I have a bonus, bonus lesson plan I'm going to put in the show notes. It's called, you've done this before, the video comparison. A lot of these stories have videos on YouTube. Thing I like to do, I like to do this analytically, make it an actual lesson plan with objectives as opposed to filling in time, but show the video, have students list five or six important aspects of the story you've read show the video and then have them do you've done this before probably do the how did the video show this event did you like it did you not like it was it effective was it not effective now with this this isn't just a time killer fill in time type of assignment this is a and they have to identify important aspects of the story actually think about them as they watch the movie 
analyze, do a little comparison. We'll talk about that more in our next episode when we talk about Halloween stories not by Edgar Allan Poe. But let's get to our three Edgar Allan Poe short story takeaways. Takeaway number one, students' interest in Edgar Allan Poe establishes not only the probability that teenagers are a little bit weird, but that students will fight through reading complexity if they find interest in the stories they are reading. These stories are not easy. Yes, a lot of kids will say, oh, I love Edgar Allan Poe. But they'll say other stories are too hard. Well, Edgar Allan Poe's writing style is, is complex. But teenagers, students, are willing to fight through the complexity if they find interest in the story. I think there's a, there's a clue here. Takeaway number two, you can help reluctant students fight through the complexity by helping them with the story openings, by making sense of the difficult story openings, as we talked about in our two-minute emergency lesson plan. And takeaway number three, although primarily known for suspense, post stories are also excellent for teaching just about all literary elements. If you got something useful today, give me a give me a like and a good review. If you didn't like the podcast, don't review it. But listen next time, it might be better. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review.